I can, you know, through Aboriginal ways, just reach out to some of our mob. Working with the wider non-Aboriginal community and working with our own community together allows us to start in. In the past, you know, people know who they are and that type of thing, but there hasn't been something there to bring everything together, to bring people together, and Native Title has done that. Welcome to Aboriginal Way, produced by South Australian Native Title Services. I'm your host, Isaac Selby, and before we begin, I would like to acknowledge that we're broadcasting today from Radio Adelaide on Ghana land, so I'd like to pay my respects to Ghana elders past, present and emerging. Each episode, we share First Nations stories and Native Title news from across South Australia. Let's get started. On Tuesday the 13th of December, members of the Ghana community and supporters gathered at Wangiata the Ghana Memorial at Smithfield Memorial Park. They laid ancestors to rest in a community-led reburial, reaffirming this unique resting place as an important Ghana site of memory, kinship, and ceremony. Following historic reburials in December 2021 and June 2022, this week's ceremony reburied ancestors who were disturbed from burial sites in Norwood, St. Peter's, Walkerville, Campbelltown, and other areas of Eastern Adelaide in the late 1800s and into the 20th century. Having now been returned to country in Wangiata's eastern burial mound, they will be remembered and protected in perpetuity, surrounded by a now-established garden of native plants and landscaping design that recognises the land of these ancestors. Wangiata is a collaboration between Ghana Yerda Aboriginal Corporation, South Australian Museum, Adelaide Cemeteries and the Department of Premier and Cabinet Aboriginal Affairs and Reconciliation to address the historical legacy of Ghana ancestors in the custodianship of museums and universities. This is a model pioneered by Ghana that the South Australian Museum is now exploring with other communities. The Eastern Mound was prepared for ancestors during Wangiata's co-design process. During construction, Uncle Mugi Sumner spread soils from all over Ghana country across the area as a way of allowing all ancestors to be buried in the soil of their country. Today's program contains on-site interviews and recordings of speeches taken from the day of repatriation at Wangiata. You're listening to Aboriginal Way. Joining us from uh, Wangiata is Drew Kilner, who was one of many people who were part of today's repatriation. And we're going to have a bit of a chat just to get a little bit of insight into your process and even some of the learning that you've had over the course of the day. How many of these types of um, events have you been involved with in the past? Uh, so I've been a part of about five or six now, I'd say, over the past few years, with a break in the middle of, obviously, um, I went, well not obviously, but I, I took a break to go to Yulara Northern Territory for a year, and I undertook a horticultural certificate, um, and now that I'm back, um, yeah, getting back into the swing of dealing with, you know, cultural significant things like repatriation and and other stuff but not so much at the forefront yet is it a process that changes a little bit is like a bit of a, is there some trial and error or has it been um, a, a similar process each time that you've been involved with one of these quite similar at the heart of it but from the first one till today it's definitely evolved over time um, and it will continue to evolve you know it's this isn't a practice that we traditionally did our, we didn't rebury our people once they were buried they stayed there mm. um, you know just like a cemetery but because they're not buried in a cemetery that's why they're getting dug up I guess um, 
well in the sense of you know colonial cemeteries but in in our ways that's just as important and just as um significant as a cemetery but yeah definitely an evolving process because it wasn't a traditional thing that we would see or go through um yeah once you're buried you're buried yeah so while a positive thing that you know they're, they're finally getting into the ground a bit of a mixed a day of mixed emotions in some ways going through these processes definitely definitely big emotions and um even the way that i process process them from repatriation to repatriation um is different still just because some of the stories that you hear of where these mob came from or how they became to be part of the museum's collection changes and a lot lot of the stories are a bit more um, horrific than others so you know just dealing with that and and moving through that um them feelings and not blocking them out but um letting myself feel them um so they don't bottle up and and come out in negative ways down the line um that's one of the things that i had to experience and learn with my first one um i unfortunately had to put a, a one and a half year old in the ground and that you know i really struggled to deal with that and led to drinking and um other other use of stuff and i ended up you know over about of a year and a half time period um was drinking heavily driving and not really caring about myself and i ended up having a really big accident um injured my back pretty bad and then that was kind of the turning point of you know realizing um i have to let myself feel these emotions and not um ignore them um and that was probably the biggest learning i've had from repat to repat is is how to go through them emotions um yeah yeah that's a huge takeaway it's easy for that type of stuff to to live in your head and yeah i guess you kind of can pretty easily open you up open yourself up to experiencing you know hundreds thousands of years of you know deep feelings for definitely, a lot of people definitely and you know and um a lot of the time you're not just feeling your own energy you're feeling the energy from that ancestors remains you know like they're either trauma or um whatever happened to for them to become part of the museum's collection um yeah you feel that energy a lot too um from ancestor to ancestor it always changes it's yeah it's something you know it's always evolving yeah we're sitting here now pretty close to the site where um a lot of these ancestors have been put to rest now and i was wondering what the what the process is like for people who might come and visit afterwards is it the type of thing that you know once once it's all in place that people are allowed to come and pay their respects or do you leave it for a little while before coming back and you know checking in is, um, it, is there any any process around that uh i i don't know if they've set any protocol so far me personally i kind of like to leave it a little bit and then i'll come back you know six months to a year later hmm. and then you know come check on these mobs see how they see what the energy is like around the place i guess um you know because you can't just go look in the ground and and see how they're doing but yeah more yeah. more off the energy of the area and see how they're going that way but whether uncle jeffrey or the leaders of repat have protocols for even mob or non-indigenous people um, i'm not 100 percent sure on that one um but yeah something i thought that was quite cool to see was how it was it was quite a youth-led process i saw a lot of the um, you know, particularly some of the, the physical handling and that type of thing was, you know, initially led by by the younger generation. How important is that when you're 
setting up the future for people and you know probably having to deal with quite a few more of these processes oh it's it's extremely important you know because uncle jeffrey and all the other elders they know that you know they're not going to be around forever and if they don't teach and mold the next generation to take over from them there's not going to be anyone and then the you know the mob that they don't get in the ground before they go join the ancestors they'll sit there because there's not going to be anyone that's going to take that step to say no this is wrong we need to continue it you know what i mean so it's it's extremely important um on that aspect but it's also extremely important for the us young people ourselves to you know start learning how to deal with these traumas and um experiences that we're going to go through as we get older learning about some of the more extreme atrocities and and so on about that kind of stuff so it's a good starting point for us as young people to have the support and knowledge and um teachings of our old people to then one day you know hold on to the mantle and take it running for ourselves i guess fantastic Drew, it's been a really good of you to come and have a chat and especially appreciate you opening up about some of the, the pretty personal way that this experience has kind of moulded some of your emotions as well. That's, um, yeah, really appreciated. No worries at all. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, Natalia. Natalia. Well, today was um, the third reburial of our Ghana ancestors that have been kept in the museum for the last 100 years. Um, that were discovered in various parts of Adelaide and and then um, held in the museum. Mala, you were here today. Yep. Just wondering how you felt about today. I felt I felt good about it because bringing our, pe- our ancestors back home. But there's a anger bit with it too. For why was they taken in the first place? You know. So that anger will stay there too. But it's glad to I'm glad to see them slowly really being returned on so their spirit could be at rest. Absolutely. Yeah, it was certainly uh, a good experience to be here today to see the return of our ancestors by their descendants. Yes. um, Yes. That performed the ceremony to put them to rest Mm. where they they belong um, because they'd been sitting sitting on the shelves in the museum for a long time and um, it was uh, very uh, spiritual and emotional uh, for the people and not just for us mob but for the non-Aboriginal people that were here as well um, felt it but felt how we felt about our ancestors being returned so Mm. so what do you think about what this means to our community what it'll mean it'll it'll mean like a really big thing for our community and I wish that more of our community was here but it would probably depend on the weather and transport I, I suppose why they couldn't get here but there was a good gathering here today was the Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal people you know? and this is a beautiful site to, to rebury them you know? yep. beautiful where they they probably was taken in the first place without no smoking ceremony. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But now they come back, they they have a full smoking ceremony and then they put back in the in the ground. Yeah. You know? Totally agree. I th- I think we actually need to um, promote Wangiata better mm. and um, for our people to come out and walk around here too but we also need signage to explain um, not just for our people but for people who are interested 
visitors to Adelaide because they're coming here. Mm. And yeah. um, I understand the museum is getting quite a bit of interest from um, mm. international interest about what we've done here That's and right. um, yeah. how they would like to do it back in their own countries, mm. on their country. Yes, yeah. that's right. And that's, that's uh, what I heard them say, the, Ma- the Maori people yeah. like to do yeah. it, Canadian, uh, Native Canadians and uh, Native Americans yeah. would like to do what we do in here. Yeah. You know? So that was good to hear. Yeah, mm. um, and I think, look, just a final word, um, and I'll hand over to you in a sec, I think um, Jeffrey Moogie um, and their team of people, um, all the men, all the women that were here yesterday and today, organised it so beautifully, it couldn't have been organised yep. any better. Yep. Yep. And I think that's what a lot of people got out of today um, because they actually shared how they thought the ceremony went. That's right. So your, that's right. your final words? Yeah, and my final words are the same, and they've got to be applauded on what they done absolutely you know they travel around the world bringing our people back and that's yeah. that's not easy mm-hmm. you know it's tiring and yep. you know but uh, the one who timmy mentioned they they've, they've got to be applauded on it you know yeah and you know i'd, I'd like to see them uh, being recognized for it properly you know give a proper recognition to them for doing all this you know so this is, like I said earlier, this is a beautiful site, and it's 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 heartwarming to see our people being back, placed back in their home, you know. So yes, this is a beautiful day. Yeah. Good. Thank, thank you. Great. Thank you. Thank you, John. Um, what I'd like to do now is. Firstly, just acknowledge uh, our elders in our community um, that we have here today, um, but also to offer an opportunity to hear from some of our elders in relation to the program um, that we have here, our REPAP program. Um, So I'd like to extend an invitation, uh, firstly, to um, Auntie Madge Wangani. If uh, you'd like to say a few words, Madge, just read your experience, you know, your commitment and what you see into the future for repatriation for our, for our young people. Thank you, Madge. Yes, um, good afternoon. Um, for me personally, um, in um, the repatriation, because repatriation is different to recovery. But I deal with the museum and actually wrapping our old people and bringing them back here has been a overwhelming and um, a beautiful feeling. Like, um, at times when I do the wrapping, it, it, it becomes overwhelming. But now, um, like it's extended now into the community, so we're um, recruiting, but, um, like bringing them home here to Wangayata is 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 a overwhelming feeling. Like I was a a part of developing Wangayata also, and um, this is my third reburial. The fourth one will be coming up next year, um, which is great because um, I'm going to repatriation for the museum, and to bring my old people back here is is a overwhelming feeling. 
And I'd just like to thank everybody here today and for the last two ceremonies that we had that's been a part of it because the journey has been hard um, for us Ghana people and, and to know that we're being recognised, Wanga Yada brings us to, to everybody. Wanga Yada is, it belongs to the Ghana people, it belongs to us. And I'd just like to thank everybody here today and um, yeah, let's, let's move on and, and um, yeah, Ghana's, Ghana's tired. That's um, it's 2023, so um, yeah, let's let's get together because it's still digging up there, and there's still more ancestors that need to be dealt with. So I just like to thank everybody today. Thank you. Thank you, Madge. And you know, it's good to to hear about what goes on behind the scenes and the the little roles that people play uh, behind the scenes. You know, uh, whether they're the, the roles are out there, uh, up high, you know, making decisions, but also to those on the ground that don't get noticed a lot of the time, but they hear, they're helping, they're in the background, they're a constant. And that's that's not just in our community, that's uh, our non-Aboriginal community that comes, uh, like most of you today here, is uh, getting us, getting around us, you know, and, and, and being champions behind uh, what we do. So we just want to say thank you very much for that. Um, what I'd like to do now is um, invite uh, Uncle Mugi Sumner, who again has been doing repatriation for well over 30 years. And um, I'd like to just invite him up just to share a little bit about his experience and, um, you know, moving forward in relation to repat and the recovery of our old people. Thank you, Uncle Mugi. What I'd like to just say thank you all for coming first. Thank you all for coming here to be a part of this gathering, the reburials of our people. It's a time that feeling, time for People to like like John said, to know the truth. Know the truth what happened. How it happened. I'm involved in the reburials. Been doing it for a long time. I think I, I first started with Uncle Lewis O'Brien. And that's when the old college was in North Adelaide, the Aboriginal College. It's well over, well over 40 years, only 50 years. Been involved in that and started out here at, on Salisbury Highway when they started building there. But now, I, you know, people say, oh, you know, he's gone overseas again. He's gone over for another, with a repatriation. Last Tuesday, I got back from Washington, D.C. I was over there to pick up a young girl, 15 years old when she died. She'd been there over 100 years. I brought her back. There's other ones there now. I found out when I got back this 
two more at the same place in the Smithsonian. Been to London. Been to Scotland. Been to Ireland to con for conferences around repatriation. Italy. I've travelled all over the world to do with repatriation. Some of the times I went there, it was about where people tried to change the law so they didn't have to give our people and a lot of other people, people from different countries. The museums tried to change the law there so they didn't have to give them back. They tried to change it so that you got the Maori tattoos heads, the faces. Because they got tattooed, they try to make them say, to say, well, they're an object now. They're not a human remain. So we went there to the conference and we changed it. We said no. Everyone that attended that conference said no. Doesn't matter what they done or what any other person or group done around the world. They're still human and they need to go on. All these things I've been involved with, been involved in setting this up here. And we've been involved with John the other day with a talk from the people from America. Came out here to look at this. They want to set this up back in, in their country, in America. So it's all over the world that people want to set a special place up for their ancestors when they get them back on. And they are everywhere around the world. Even in this country, you have people from other parts of the world. When I go into the South Australian Museum, it's for a look, and I'm sure like everyone else done. You see that, that mummy laying there? I think I first looked at them when, when I was a kid. We used to go and come in from Ralkin, go to the museum. How come he's not sent back home? His spirit needs to rest. All the things that was done. When the truth comes out, there's stuff there that people don't even know about. It was done to our people before they left us these shores. They were sold by people in high position. The coroner, for one, he made a lot of money out of our people. And I heard that when he died, in his will, he said he'd like to get cremated. If he didn't, we should have brought him back here. He'd like to live here. So all the stuff that happened, we feel that when we're standing here, looking at them, when we're bringing them back from overseas, you can feel their spirit when you walk in them places over there. You can feel the energy 
when you're walking there. And that's why I do this. And I'll do it for a long time. And I'm gonna start training some young people to take over. Because I'm getting up in, you know, in age now. Not that I look old, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> <It's wrong. laughs> yeah. But to see people, non-Aboriginal people here, gives me a good feeling. Lifts my spirit. So thank you all for coming and thank you for being a part of this. for those words. I'd also like now to to invite another elder in our community, like I said, who, who's been doing repatriation for well over 30 years also, is to come and to speak to this space and a little bit about why we we do this. You, you might wonder why we've got a camp set up out the back and uh, the way we bring our people together. But I'd like to invite Uncle Jeffrey Newchurch just to come and say a few words. Please, Uncle, that would be really good if you could. Like I said, Uncle Jeffrey been working for many years now. Uh, and to be acknowledged and supported, you know, by the community and others. Um, like I said, here, I'm not gonna say much more, just let him say what he needs to say. So thanks, Uncle Jeffrey. We make mistakes. Why we make those mistakes? Because it's our young people. We want a better position for them. Those that have come before us. Those that we laid to rest. It wasn't their mistake that put them into this position, that put our elders. So when we do repatriation, we do it for that reason of our young people. The whys, the hows, the what for. That becomes a formula, a combination where not the wants, but the needs for us to come together and work that out. You know, when these old people were taking, they had a place of belonging. And that was always the artist part in, in the quest to develop houses, the quest to modernise society. It came at a cost to Aboriginal grave sites, Aboriginal people. But it was those elders that allowed that cost to come to us. I remember 30 plus years ago, my parents I remember Uncle Colin Cook, Auntie Val Power, Uncle Moogie, Auntie Lynette Crocker, Uncle Lewis, other elders in the Aboriginal community of South Australia, where they stood fast just for that recognition of burial rights, burial traditions. In that practice, we had sorry camps when we used to go to communities a week before, a week after sit with our people. Some would have a drink, some wouldn't, but we'd stay there. That's all the time we have for today's program. 
But don't forget, you can always listen back on Spotify. We'll see you next week.